Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Okay, guys, we are back after a few days, and you know you thought it couldn't get any worse. Well, it well it did. It sure did. We lost Tyler Buckner for the year. Now I really feel like my cousin Vinny. Is it possible? Is it possible for the season to get any worse? Let's think about it. Is it possible? And the answer is yes. And what's funny is I made that gif and posted that gif about, is it possible to beat Ohio State? Is it possible? And we went from almost beating Ohio State to getting completely worked over by Marshall to we don't have a starting quarterback anymore. Well, we do because there has to be one. But... The guy who we thought was going to be the guy is, is hurt. And he's hurt because that was our only offense. But it shouldn't have been that way. And we'll talk about it. But I am here today to preview the Cal game because we need to move on from fucking Marshall. And apparently people liked that about <laughs> my recap was the fact that it was fucking Marshall. So we're going to we'll keep that alive if we can a little bit. But uh definitely not fun Saturday. Didn't enjoy that podcast episode. Didn't enjoy recording that. So, I had a few days. I just got to do what I do and that's make jokes where jokes can be made and try to enjoy life. Easier said than done, right? Especially as a Notre Dame fan. But there's been enough turmoil in my life, and you know I'm sure everybody deals with the stuff they got to deal with, and let's just have fun where we can have fun. I mean, hopefully that leads to a Notre Dame win on Saturday. But let's get into previewing Cal. Watch for the changes and try to keep up. First of all, I'm going to start with this. Notre Dame's an 11-point favorite. I need to know what's this based on. What is that based on? I mean, can we even score 11? How are we 11-point favorite? We're averaging 15 points a game. So we're going to win 15-4? to I'm just going by what we score per game. That's, you know, it's not great. It's not great. I don't know how we're favored. Well, I guess I see how we're favored. I don't see how we're an 11-point favorite. It's interesting. Uh, the other news of this game that was supposed to be exciting, was supposed to be a cool thing, is Irish wear green. And shockingly, it's actually for the players, too. There's a first in I don't know how many years. I wish wear green and the players wear green. What kind of nonsense is this? It's because Marcus Freeman gets it. 
If you remember, he put out a video and it was hilarious and we all loved it. He's reading all the social media comments and posts. You know, Irish wear green, but not for the players. Hey, it's Irish wear green, but uh, can we put on some green for the play? And it goes, the list goes on, right? It's a hell of a lot funnier if you're not Owen fucking two. Just saying. It's, it'd be fun to talk about and funny to laugh about. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, we're Owen two. Who gives a shit? I don't care what color. Wear pink. I don't care. I don't care. Find a new Notre Dame color in the spectrum of colors, you know? Like like the name cars. Name it some random ass color. No, doesn't make sense to anybody. Wear that. Win a football game and I don't care. We're all black. Because it feels like we're going to our funeral every Saturday now. Wear black. Black visors too. So you have the veil, you know, the whole whole thing. But yeah, we get to wear green. But so we should be excited. Let's pretend we're not 0-2. <laughs> okay. It's more fun that way, I'm gonna be honest with you. Just pretend we're not 0-2. But hey, we're wearing green. That's exciting. But guess what? Not for everybody. Well, we're gonna wear the stupid green jersey with the blue numbers and it doesn't look good and da 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 da. I don't disagree. But baby steps, guys. Baby steps. We got the team to wear green. Can we at least applaud that? Just at least give that a little bit of a clap. We got them to wear fucking green on Irish Wear Green. That's tremendous. And what's funny is, I'm sure, because of the... What, what's the word I'm looking for? The... Uh, I did not even think of trade, but... Notre Dame has a tendency to not win when they wear green. The stigma. There we go. Hello. The stigma of the green is we don't win, right? So Marcus Freeman's probably like, huh, what do I want to do in my first game in Notre Dame Stadium? That would be silly. We're doing this second game. We're playing Cal. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? I feel like the worst has happened. To be honest with you. Um, for one, the green... And I'll, if I'm a Marshall fan, like I, hey, I can be petty, I can be funny, not not to like attack an opposing fan base like this. But if I were a Marshall fan, <laughs> with <a laughs> with all the, I know we're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hashtag Irish wear green. We're gonna be putting all of our green uh, images, whatever the team. I would come into Notre Dame's mentions. And just hey, is that for Marshall? Are you are you switching allegiances? Like it could it could it be more ironic and funny the fact that Marshall just gave us the business and the very next week we're gonna wear green jerseys. It's it's comical. It's sad, but comical. So we can laugh about it. But that's that's I guess that's the best news. That's the best news. We're in fucking green. Because the rest of it is not tremendous. Um, like I said, as soon as I started this thing, Buckner's done for the year. I was wrong. I thought it was for sure a broken collarbone, but apparently it's a severely sprained AC joint, grade five of a possible six. Does require surgery. He'll be out till January. Um, so... We're going to have some uh, a di- different look on the offense. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to finish with that because that's going to be 
I'm probably gonna get there pretty quick because I don't know if the rest of this stuff matters. I, but at the same time, shame on me for not even giving Marshall uh, a fair preview because it was fucking Marshall. The 82nd average ranked recruiting class over the last four years. Ours, in case you were wondering, Notre Dame's last four years, 12th. Average 12th ranked recruiting class. Not quite top 10, but that's because we had an 18 in there. But it's been trending forward. We were 9 in 21. We were ranked 7 in 22. Currently 4th in 23. And it, it looks great, but... 23 class is not official yet. And um, 0-2 is not exactly how you keep recruits hanging around. Now, to, to be fair, there are recruits that are still tweeting positively and, and want to come and make a difference, primarily and most significantly, the wide receiver group that we've recruited for 23 seems to want to come in and make some noise. Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, and Rico Flores. That's awesome because you don't want to know our receiver numbers. Well, you don't have to. You've watched the games. Do you think they're good? (laughs) Outside of Michael, exclude Michael Mayer from the conversation. He's not allowed to be a part of this conversation because then it it helps the numbers, you know, a little bit. But if you take out Michael Mayer, and let's, okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do two things. If sands and butts were candies and nuts, we'd all be happier than hell, right? Okay. But if you take out Michael Mayer and his 135 yards and 13 catches, and you take out Lorenzo Styles' 54-yard catch, <laughs> Lorenzo Styles is still leading this team in receiving, but it's not by much. Now he uh, Lorenzo Styles will be our leading receiver with 69 yards and seven catches. So if you take out Mayer, it's 13 catches. Styles won. But after Styles, you've got a grand total of 10 catches. We are just tearing it up. 10 catches across what five guys? I just, but hey, I'm, I, see, now I'm sad. I was all excited because the recruits that can be a difference maker are sticking by Notre Dame, and they're ready to come in and make an impact, and now I'm sad because I'm looking at the fucking numbers, and they're absolute garbage. Hey, and as I look longer, we're gonna, I'm going to come back to that. Okay, so check it out. Cal, they're 2-0 so far. They beat UC Davis, which if you go through statistics for college football, that game doesn't even count because it was FCS. So they played an FCS team, won 34-13, but none of the stats in terms of team stats really count. And we'll discuss that. But their second game was UNLV, who we do play, who is supposed to be which I don't know what the hell is supposed to means anymore because Notre Dame was supposed to be good. Marshall was supposed to be not good enough to beat us, and yet here we are. But UNLV is not expected to be a very good team, and Cal beat them 20-14. to 14. UNLV actually had a chance to potentially tie or win the game in the fourth quarter. So, does that mean Cal's good? 
I don't know. It's only two games. One against UC Davis. The other against one of potentially one of the worst teams in college football. They were five and seven last year, but they have a lot of new names, so it's not the same team. And see, that's why I discounted Marshall, and that's shame on me. You know what? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. And fool me three times, I'm a fucking moron. But <clears throat> I didn't give Marshall its due because their quarterback was a Texas Tech transfer. Their running back was a Florida State transfer. And, yeah, there's a reason they ended up at Marshall and couldn't stay at Texas Tech and Florida State, respectfully. But I didn't acknowledge that because... It was fucking Marshall. <laughs> but Cal's Power 5, they've had some dudes. I mean, they had uh, Aaron Rodgers spent a hot minute there. Jared Goff was there. Marshawn Lynch driving his golf cart all over creation was there. Deshaun Jackson went there. So they've got names. They don't have just Randy Moss or Brian Leftwich or Chad Pennington. But Cal has had some names come through their school. And we got to take him seriously, apparently. Because if we can't beat Marshall, anything's anything's up for grabs. So, like I said, Cal's changed some, some names and faces and whatnot. Their quarterback is Jack Plummer. You might remember the name Jack Plummer because way back last year, I'm actually going to find it, we played Purdue, and I previewed the Purdue game, by talking about Jack Plummer. It was, it's kind of funny. Full circle, man. Not to say that he's going to all of a sudden beat us or nothing like that, but, you know. Uh, but Plummer was the starter. Was a starter for Purdue <clears throat> last year. And I didn't have a ton on him, but he looked great through two games. And in fact, he played pretty well in four starts for Purdue. I, I don't know if he got hurt. I believe he did because there was a huge gap. He had to have gotten hurt. And then he kind of played in garbage time and O'Connell took over. But nonetheless, he's now with Cal. Last year in four starts, he threw for 840 yards and seven touchdowns with no interceptions. 210 yards a game, not huge, but seven touchdowns, no picks. It's pretty solid. This year, through two starts against UC Davis and UNLV, he's thrown for 546, four touchdowns, but two picks. But he's thrown for 270 yards a game. Again, the competition is not great. And I'm not overly worried about our defense. Um, I feel like our defense has been punished by the offense because the defense has been playing well, playing well, playing well over the course of a game. And then eventually, we've been out here too fucking long, so like we we can't keep doing this. you got to help us out, offense. Your offense is very offensive. So I don't think our defense will be a major issue. Uh, but Jack Plummer's got experience. He, he's played big boy football. You know, Big Ten is probably the second best conference behind the SEC currently. So, you know, that might be something we need to worry about because 
Columbi, Columbi for Marshall didn't look that bad. In fact, I think he completed like 80% of his passes. Now, we had kind of kept it in check, but nonetheless, when, when it came down to it, they went straight down the field on us, and that's what we had to worry about. And they did a lot of it on the ground. But Cal doesn't have the experience that Marshall had with their transfer Florida State running back. They've got a true freshman, Jaden Ott. He's a four-star guy. He was the highest-ranked recruit from their last cycle. He's a leading rusher, averaging 6.5 yards a carry, 156 uh, total yards, and a touchdown. Um, it looks like the guy's pretty talented, but he's a true freshman. He clearly hasn't played a defense like Notre Dame, but I, I, I don't even know if I can say that because who knows what the hell that means. We're 0-2. Whatever. But they got two receivers. Uh, Hunter, 11 catches, 157 yards. He's been in the program. But then they got another four-star who's a redshirt freshman, uh, Sturdivant. He's got 10 catches, 104 yards. So they, they've got some stats. It's only two games. But their top two receivers doing shit ton more. than, And they're actual receivers. They're not just the tight end. And one receiver. But, you know, I, I'd love to tell you, oh, look at the recruiting. Compare the recruiting. Cal's averaging the 42nd best recruiting class over the last four years. And Notre Dame's at 12. So what does that mean? I don't know. They're 40 spots better than Marshall, and Marshall kicked our ass. You know, and then you could look at scoring offense. Notre, Notre Dame, if this was a test, we would be getting – we'd be getting A pluses. 100, 100, 104. Too bad it's not a test. It's a ranking. Scoring offense, ranked 100th, 15.5 points a game. Yards per rush, 100th, 3.1 yards per carry. Total offense, 104th, 302 yards a game. Like, what are we doing? And uh, Marshall, see, I still got fucking Marshall on my head. Cal... Their scoring offense is ranked 89th at 20. But these are only the UNLV stats because they don't even count the UC Davis stats. But I'm going by what they count, you know. But I, I guess you they was, you know scored 34 and 20, 64. So really their scoring offense is a little bit more than 20 points per game. It's, another t- it's a touchdown more, but whatever. Yards per rush, 100. Here's, here's a fun stat. Their freshman running back is averaging 6.5 yards a carry, but as a team, they're averaging 2.9 yards a carry, which ranks 104th in the country. They're worse than us at running the football. But their total offense is 370. But looking at this, what I would say is bet the under. (laughs) Based, Based on this information, I would say bet shit out of the under, which I don't even know what it is. Uh, 41. Oh. Over-under is 41. I would still probably bet the under. The final is going to be like 21 to 10. It just feels like it. And hopefully, well, that would that we would cover the spread too. Look at that. That would be a push. be a push. We, we wouldn't cover. But uh, we're just, these the stats are just, 
pathetic considering that's fine. We played Ohio State. You're not going to have, you know, gaudy numbers against Ohio State. You're just not. But somehow we were more in that game than the Marshall game. Go figure that. Yeah, wrap your head around that one. We were leading for most of the Ohio State game. We were not leading for way too much of the Marshall game. My goodness. Well, but the uh, the defense on both sides isn't isn't great. I mean, again, looking at UNLV, they only gave up 309 yards to UNLV, 14 points, and Notre Dame's 380 yards a game, we're averaging 24 points against us. But the the big thing Notre Dame's defense is not doing. We, I don't know how many other teams. I didn't really didn't look because we have zero turnovers. It, whatever last is. There might be a bunch of teams tied. I don't know. But we're 130th out of 130. We have to be. We have zero. Cal, I just looked at their team stats. They have four turnovers. Three picks. Or three, yeah, three picks and a fumble recovery. We have to get turnovers. We got to do something. That'll help your defense get off the field, by the way. I don't know if they know that. I mean, you can bitch about the offense, and we will. We're about to. But you can also get off the field by forcing, making a turnover happen. You're they, you're allowed to do that. They, they don't say no. They don't throw flags for that. You can intercept the ball. You can force a fumble. You can do some of those things. Maybe getting more sacks would help. You know, we can start there. Because we were supposed to have uh, this great defensive line, and... Honestly, I felt okay after the Ohio State game because I, I said it more than once, and I said it uh, in the space last night with a Fighting Irish uh, Faithful. Shout out to Joe and his show. Uh, I said that you know we got to see Jay Stroud once, and then we never got to him again, and then it's because Ohio State moved C.J. Stroud around. And maybe we moved him. I don't. You could argue whichever which direction you want to go. But the fact of the matter is, he just shot can move. He moved out of the pocket, found his receivers. So yeah, no, we weren't going to get a bunch of sacks. But the fact that our defensive line is so tremendous has four sacks through two games, and half of that is from a safety, and one is from a linebacker. And I'm only saying that because our defensive line was supposed to be like. The guys. Fossey's only got one. It's just... There, there's some things the defense can do better, obviously. But at the same time, you're they are doing a lot. But at some point, they're just on the field too goddamn much because their offense is never on the field. We're, we're on it and then we're off it because we can't do shit. And... This weekend should be interesting because we do not have Tyler Buckner. And some of the things that we weren't doing, now we can't do them. Yeah, way to go, Tommy. Tommy. With his fucking bingo offense. And, you know, Buckner's hurt because that was our whole offense. And he had to run that much. Well, just 
You know, probability. I'm sure Joe can figure out the stats on that. If you run X number of times, what is the likelihood that you end up hurt? Well, there you go. He's hurt. He's done. But there were situations, which I said in more than one place, against Marshall. Yes, yes, you should be able to line up and just push Marshall off the ball with your offensive line, which I don't know how many four and five stars we've got on it, but I know there's one, Blake Fisher. Was he a four? I mean, uh, wasn't he a five? He might, he might have been a four. It don't matter. Point being, we should be able to line up against Marshall and push them off the fucking ball. Whether it's third and three, fourth and one, whatever. But guess what? We can't, for whatever reason. It's, we can't. So, you have to just accept that you can't and do what you can do. Okay? And what you can do is run like a read option where you can keep it, you can give it, you like you can have pulling action with the line. There's a lot of stuff you can do versus lining heads up and just bah, go nowhere. Yeah, I had to look it up. Fisher was a four-star. But uh, I'm sure the, the old line is littered with mostly four stars. That's going to be my guess. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But Marshall's is not. It's just, that's that's kind of the point, right? Marshall's is not. We should be able to do it. Okay, so we can't. Yet we still try to. So now, something that was effective and did work when you did use it is not even there anymore. Because, I mean, Pine can move. But he's not Book, and he's certainly not Buckner when it comes to running. At least I don't, I haven't seen that. You know, I know we don't, haven't seen Pine a ton. Saw him last year, then saw him in spring game, didn't look awesome. Saw him uh, Saturday against Marshall, that was a train wreck. I mean, it was. Yeah, and he wasn't prepared, it was unexpected, what. I don't care what the reasons are. What I do know is he was running around very confused and just throwing the ball. Twice it led to a pick. It got bailed out one time because of a penalty. But it it didn't look great. So what are we going to expect from Drew Pine? I don't know. I know he doesn't have the arm Buckner has, and I know Buckner's arm wasn't that accurate. But that could have developed over time with the receivers but like if you can't get the ball there it's like it's not a threat that that's that's the whole thing that's what I don't understand about Tommy Reese's offense you're not even presenting the threats you do have to force the defense to make a decision like you have Chris Tyree and Tyler Buckner why would you not run some sort of read option with those two cats and make the defense make a decision? You know, we did take some <clears throat> deep shots against Marshall, but I didn't, and it doesn't, to me, yes, a deep shot, the way I'm saying it, 
sounds like I'm talking about 40-yard in the air throws. <clears throat> Not necessarily. But let's go, you know, like mid-range deep to deep. Like even 20 yards downfield. Like Buckner's got an arm to, to do it. At least it presents the threat, but we don't even try to... And yeah, the blocking isn't perfect, but that goes back to your run, quarterback can fucking move. Roll him the fuck out. If the receivers can't get open for whatever reason, at least he's on the move and it, he's going forward. Don't just leave him back there as a sitting duck for an offensive line that can't block shit. And why, why do we... And I say we because it's not just me anymore. I, I've heard other podcasts... Uh, we talked about it last night on Joe's Space, the Fighting Irish Faithful. We've heard Always Irish. Everybody is saying the same thing. So how on the world is Tommy Reese not seeing it? Why is he so insistent on calling plays that he wants to work? I want this play to work. That's great. That's fantastic. I love that you want something to work. Guess what? It's not working. Time to go to whatever plan B is. I'd love to know because we never see it. There is no plan B. There's just plan bingo. Plan, I got to run this play and this play and this play. And I want. I really want this one to work, so we're going to run it. Yeah, I know. I know we can't block for it. It's okay. It's okay. Shh. We're, we're going to do it anyway. Like, uh, I, made the, I made the joke on Twitter when uh, Reese got to speak. And I haven't seen it. I, I need to find it and, and look it up. I was at a baseball game last night with my son and uh, during the day I was working like I just didn't have time but nonetheless uh, I made the joke that you know Reese needs to get up there and just go if you direct your attention to the PowerPoint I've got here uh, if you can see I had a very clear opportunity for a diagonal bingo and that is why I called the QB draw on third and 18 because I had to do it twice. And the first one was on that first drive. Remember, third and nine, QB draw that went nowhere? Yeah. Well, I had to do it again to get that. The diagonal bingo was just calling my name. Just, ah, had to get it. So then, okay, now the vertical bingo is a little trickier. I had to, I had to be a little creative. Stay with me on this one. Like, that's what, that's what this press conference should have been. <laughs> that's what it should have fucking been. Because there's no sense of what we're doing you know like they're just random plays there's no sense of like I I played college football but I was never an offensive coordinator or anything closest I've been to an offensive coordinator is playing Madden online against other people or college football back in the day when to bring that shit back I'm excited for that but that's the closest I've been to an offensive coordinator but you know what I would do I'd run a lot of the same plays out of the same formation. Because guess what? You make the defense think a little bit. You make them think a little bit. Like, but, and we almost, we almost do that, but then we don't. Like, we'll run a nice jet sweep with Chris Tyree, gains 15 yards. Two plays later, we're going to run a jet sweep with Chris Tyree that gets nowhere. Because guess what? They were expecting you to do that again. Maybe fake it. Get the defense shifted one direction, and I'm sure right behind there is going to be a wide-open receiver. Because guess what? I've seen you do it. I know it exists. 
You did it last week against Marshall. You rolled Buckner out. Defense went with Buckner. And again, whether you do a fake, whatever, get the defense moving in a certain direction to open up space in another area. They roll out Buckner. Bowman comes right behind the defense. Boom, strike right down the middle. Shocker. Another play was a fake toss to Tyree, and you ran Mayer on this little out. I don't know if it was a fly. I think it was just a, kind of an out route. It wasn't a, a strong, like, plant your foot in the ground and cut, but it was an out. And the fake toss plus Mayer's action on the out, Bowman right through the middle against Ohio State. I know we all remember that play. That's what I'm talking about. You have to... You. We're obviously not good enough to just run straight up. You can't just run straight up plays going, yeah, we're better than you and good luck stopping us. Well, guess what? They're all stopping us, so let's be a little bit fucking creative. I've been, don't get me wrong. I've been on the field uh, against teams that are just overly talented and they don't have to do anything but just, I don't say just show up, but they've got a six-foot-three Receiver that runs a, a four five and can jump out of the stadium. Guess what? As long as you got a quarterback that can throw, there's it, Randy Moss. Perfect example. I don't care what Randy Moss was gonna moss you because that's there's no defense for that. We don't have the guys that you can just line up and go and call the plays you want to work and they work. Obviously. So now we've had two games of, and well, I say two games. This is under the Freeman era. But we've had plenty of examples going back to last year of Tommy Reese calling an offensive game plan that doesn't, like, the pieces don't connect. He's he's trying to put a puzzle together with pieces of four different puzzles and trying to see if they all fit together. Like they got it's got to flow somehow, make it make sense. Make it look like you're trying to set this up for that and do that or more the bigger picture still comes back to like what can our personnel do, what they what can't they do? We obviously can't line up under center, hand off and run forward. That's not an option. If we can't do it against Marshall, you can't do it against anybody. We have to accept that, acknowledge it and adapt and change. How much can you change? I don't know. I got people telling me, well, it's that's all on Tommy Reese. They they what are not a, uh it's not on Tommy Reese. It's not his fault. Because if they can't block and they can't do this, they can't do that, how is that his fault? Well, he's there at practice every day. He's gotta know what they can do. You know what I I can tell you what somebody can do. Fucking Chris Tyree can do something. Every time the guys touch the ball this year, it's it's been positive. Uh I gotta look it up. Hold on. So Chris Tyree's averaging five yards a carry, and in the passing game, it's been short crap. But he's averaging five yards a carry, so it makes sense that he has less carries than uh, Logan Diggs, who's averaging one point five yards a carry. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. I mean, I understand the math. Uh huh. Yep. Total sense. I don't. Understand, your between the tackles guys aren't working because we can't block. Diggs and Estime 
are not working, not because they're not good football players, but there are no holes to run through. You have a player who oddly wears a number similar to a guy who you just had to get the ball in his hands and let him do something. You have, I'm not saying Chris Tyree is the rocket by any stretch. I'm just saying there's some similarities that we can use. He's got speed. He can get to the edge. He doesn't need the hole that the offensive line can't make. Like, you can just do some stuff. And, you know, if again, if you get the defense moving, it's easier to block someone who's moving than coming right at you. Like, how do I like moving lateral? Because if you what, what I'm getting at is if you throw the get the ball wide to Chris Tyree, like literally just stand him next to Drew Pine now, because we don't have Buckner. And do like a quick little little quick little toss. Go outside. I don't care who the if it's the tight end on the end, the tackle, whatever. If you get the defensive end moving lateral, just keep Use his momentum against him. Just keep pushing him. You don't even have to be a an elite blocker. Just keep running with him. Push him out of the play. Boom. Versus trying to run through the middle, and now you have to become a wall and prevent him from getting past you. Now you can just run him out of the play. Like, why do I know this and Tommy Reese doesn't? That's what I'm talking about. It's like, We ha- there's got to be something we we have talent based on evaluations and otherwise, and I can't. There's no way these people are that wrong, because all the other teams that get all this talent seem to well minus A and M. You know, throw that little caveat in there, but Clemson and Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and, and who am I missing? But, they seem to do fine and win a shit ton of games and win some games that actually matter to a lot of people. And they get talent. I mean, we had the seventh-ranked recruiting class. I know that was just last year, ninth before that, and it's looking better. But we have talent. So you can't tell me that there's nothing we can do. And here's the other thing. I've seen more creativity from way lesser teams and I think that's because they have to be creative. They can't beat you straight up. That's why Navy runs a triple option. They can't beat you playing straight up football. They have to force you to make a decision and be on point and be on assignment. Do we do that? Nope. We don't put any stress on the defense. We make it real fucking easy. Up to and including our receivers half-assing routes that they're probably not going to get the ball in. That's a problem. I heard that on a podcast, and uh, you know, I'm. I don't care what podcast you guys listen to. I'll Brian Driscoll Irish Breakdown. I've noticed a lot of stuff he puts on Twitter. Uh, he, he seems to be knowledgeable. I was interested. I went and checked out his pod, and for the Marshall game, something he saw that is scary, and I can relate to because I played receiver. We had receivers that if they were like the second or third option or on the backside of a route, they were half-assing it or they were stopping their route before it's completed, leaving defenders in places to make plays that if you ran them off like you were supposed to, it probably 
route concepts exist with the expectation and understanding that you run your route as if you're getting the ball every fucking time, okay? Because if you run a go route half-assed and there's supposed to be a route coming underneath you, guess what? If you half-ass it, that defender is going to see that underneath route and jump it. If you're supposed to run uh, you know, a backside post and it's supposed to clear out the side you left and you half-ass it and as soon as you make your break, you kind of slow down. Guess what? That defender is now sitting where he's not supposed to be anymore because you should have ran him off to the other side of the fucking field. So is that on Reese if that's actually what's happening? No. But the, that's an issue. And I feel like we're, but at the same time, we're, we're not just not being creative enough. Like it comes back to that idea that I was trying to make. We obviously can't play straight up for whatever reason. We can't. We can't just run basic stuff. We're better than you. Good luck. That's, it's not for us. Can't do it. So I, I want to see something. Some type of creativity. And some of it might not even be that creative. It's just do something different. We all know the definition of insanity. Maybe give T- Chris Tyree a chance. Maybe give Tobias Merriweather a chance. And I don't want to, I put it on Twitter. I don't want to hear about what supposedly he's, he's not totally ready. He's just a freshman. This, that, and the other. And he wears number 15. I don't want another Jordan Johnson situation, which, by the way, the dude still don't have a catch at UCF. So I, he was just a bust. There's no two ways about that. But Merriweather apparently showed out, had all these skills, this, that, and the other. And again, I played receiver. Played in high school, played in college. I understand the route tree and option routes expand considerably stepping up a level. Okay? But you can't tell me that there's no plays in the playbook that the position you put him in, that, hey, for this play, this is the only route you're running. For this play, this is your only route. I just need you to run it to perfection and run it as hard as you can and look for the football. So I'm not asking you to supplant uh, whoever, Thomas, which I'm not saying supplant him, but his contributions haven't been tremendous. Uh, he's got one catch for eight yards in the season. But there's got to be a place where, I mean, the two routes Solano ran deep against Ohio State. I Again, I don't know. We're not in the playbook. But if all the route required that position to run was a go, you're telling me Merriweather can't do that? Like, what's the problem? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's an active effort to not give opportunities to people because of some bullshit Brian Kelly reason. I hate to say that, but that's what it feels like. Brian Kelly and his fucking nonsense as to why guys don't get the play. It's like, if they, that's your job to find a way. If they're good enough and they did all this special shit in camp and he jumped out of the gym and he was mossing people and he was doing this and doing that. Well, he doesn't know all the routes. Okay, well, which ones does he know? That should be on you, Tommy Reese, and Marcus Freeman, but we do know 
It's a weird gray area because Freeman's more defensive-minded, but he kind of gave all the controls to offense to Tommy Reese, so fucking let's put it on Tommy. That's on you to find a way to get him the fucking ball and get him on the field, okay? It, like, let's just call it what it is. Like, we've all played sports, and, you know, I, I'm more baseball-minded now, so it's a little bit different. Like, you can't force the other team to hit it to a player, you know, and you can only bat them in a, one spot in the lineup. But, like, we've played basketball. We've I've I played football. It's like, hey, this motherfucker can play. We got to... I'll set seven picks to make sure he gets the basketball. You know, do whatever you can to get him the ball. Oh, we can only shoot threes? Fine. Create a pick. Just get him the ball behind the three-point line. Um, uh, basketball example. But going to football, like... The Chris Tyree excuse, there, there is no excuse. That's the excuse. There is no excuse. The guy is a fucking running back. Wow, we just we got to figure out ways to get him the football. I, you mean like, you know, when he stands next to you? Like, you could, like, he's, the, this is how close he is to getting the ball versus not getting the ball. If the center accidentally snaps it two feet to the wrong side, it hits Chris Tyree in the face. That's how close he is to the fucking ball just so we're clear it's not a Tobias Merriweather situation where he's got to run a route and then catch the ball and beat a defender you can literally give the ball directly to Chris Tyree from the center and skip the whole quarterback completely I don't recommend that because the QB draws haven't exactly working and that's what effectively what it would be but the Chris Tyree makes no sense how about a screen pass offensive line can't block look just let the defensive line through and then right behind him, and then let your fastest fucking player take off running. What do you say? It seems it seems simple, doesn't it? It seems simple. But it must not be a bingo space on Tommy Reese's bingo card. And that's, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I think... <laughs> I don't know if I want to post that as the picture for this this episode, but I, I was driving around town and I saw CC Bingo. And I'm like, oh shit, I just found where... Uh, Tommy Reese gets or makes his uh, offensive game plan, and uh, I sent it to Jimmy. Shout out to JL Gallagher. I sent it to Jimmy, and he goes, "Community College Bingo." That makes sense, and that was perfect because it's Corpus Christi Bingo. That's what CC Bingo stands for. But Community College Bingo, where Tommy Reese designs his offense. But we we gotta get away from that. But now we have Drew Pine. That's it. Changes everything because a throw that Buckner could make. Pine can't, for example. Let's run a go with Tobias Merriweather. Well, if Pine can't get it to him, it really doesn't matter if ball's underthrown and whatnot. And I'm not saying Buckner was doing any better with it, but at least he had the strength. It's... So... If Reese couldn't figure it out with Buckner and his skill set, how is he going to figure it out with Pine and his lesser skill set? Pine is is a lesser version of Ian Book, and real quick, I do I do apologize, Lord, I apologize for all the Ian Book discounting I did over the years. I would give anything in the world to have Ian back back as the quarterback. Ian Book back as the quarterback. Thank you, Ian, for all you did for Notre Dame. Although he was still limited, much like True Pine is about to be limited when we see him on Saturday. Now. How long have I been going here? I don't want to go for forever, 45 minutes. Um, 
at what point is Drew Pine not given any more opportunities if it does not look good? And we put Steve and Jelly and we get a little peanut butter and jelly time. Because we get we have to be willing to change and adapt. And that's my fear. Reese couldn't do it with our number ones, and I realized we were down uh, receivers injury wise. You know, Avery Davis went down, Joe Wilkins still isn't healthy, and you know, but at the same time, like you gotta be willing to make it. It's we're 0 and two. It, we're 0 and 2. It can't get much worse. It, I want to say that, but I thought it couldn't get much worse, and then Buckner's done for the year, so it can't get much worse. I don't know what is the next phase of gets worse than this, but I, I don't want to find out. I know that much. And we're 0 2. This needs to be a do whatever it takes to win. Not do what you want to work. Not let's let's test some things out. Let's do some you know, trial and error. And there's going to be an element of that, yes, but not in the way Notre Dame has been known to do it. Okay? You do whatever it takes to win. And, hey, maybe it sparks something and we go on a 10-game win streak. Do I see that happening? Fuck no. But I'm still going to try to be positive about it, and I'm still going to have my podcast, and I'm still going to talk about Want Notre Dame to win and how we're gonna how we can get better. I'm not going to be I'm not going to pull the Tommy Reese and just accept. Well, we suck, so all right. I guess well we don't have a we got a hundredth ranked offense in multiple categories. Um, well, I guess we can't do anything. Just good luck out there. No, I'm I'm gonna talk about what I believe to be changes that we can make, should make. And hope they happen. We gotta see it. And if Drew Pine comes out and he's on the struggle bus, well, we need to have him get off at the next exit and put Angeli in the driver's seat and see what he can do. Because at this point, I don't want to say what does it matter, but there's an element of what does it matter. You don't have your your whole season plan and goals are they they went up in flames. So losing the Marshall and losing Tyler Buckner at the same time, what have you got to lose to try and see what works? Because maybe you find something pretty amazing that we can build upon and build upon and build upon to feel great about and prove that you can adjust and understand and see like, okay, okay, that wasn't working. Here's what we can do and make a change. Like get Chris Tyree more than fucking 12 touches in two games. That's embarrassing for a guy with his talent. Meanwhile, you can consistently run it up Zeke Carell's ass for no yards with Logan Diggs and Estime. And the only reason Estime has more yards than Diggs is he's bigger. He falls forward. That's it. They're not doing anything special, and it's not their fault. I, I, I see some Logan Diggs slander. I'm not I'm not for that right now, honestly. That is not his fault. That is on the offensive line not being able to block, and that is on Tommy Reese for continuing to call the same bullshit that doesn't work. 
doesn't make sense. God damn it. Like, if I kept running into the door, like, what's the problem? Oh, I got to open the door. Okay. If you keep running into the offensive wise, I mean, he might be running into his own offensive lineman. But if you keep running in the defensive line because there's no hole, maybe find a new way around it. Or if the door is locked, I can't get out. Oh, shit. I'll go through the window. That's problem solving. That's not, I'm going to sit back in my chair and, well, fuck this. The door's locked. Can't open it. Nothing you can do. Just got to keep running the same thing. And, you know, maybe the door will just fall down. Like, I just want to see an active and legitimate effort from our offensive game plan to be different. Be creative. Find ways to get your playmakers the ball. And I've been focusing on Tyree. Styles in there too. He doesn't have enough touches on the season. There's gotta there's gotta be things you can do. You know, Mayer's a mismatch. Always a mismatch. Especially when he's wide the fuck open, but you want to throw a pick six instead. That was he, his mismatch was I whatever the 30 yard line. And he oh, he dominated it. Because there was nobody. There was literally no defender on him. Nobody guarded him. Then we threw a pick six instead. Hey, we got a touchdown pass. Hey. Wrong team. But we got to see Merriweather out there. We just have to. At this point, you have to. You just have to. What what else is left? You know, we, we can't lose to Cal. We can't let the stigma of the green jersey continue. Irish wear green. We got to go out and win. And... I know we're favored by 11. I wouldn't bet Notre Dame. I mean, I I learned. I learned last week. Shame on me. But before I even ever consider uh, talking about if you should bet on Notre Dame, we got to see something that's worth a shit. But I do think if we couldn't score with Buckner, I don't know what to expect with Pine and or Angeli. But I think Notre Dame wins something like, I know I said 21-10. I was just, you know, I throwing a, a score out there. That's my actual prediction would probably be like 24-14. to 14. I don't think we cover. I really don't. I honestly don't. And it's not even, it, I don't think we're going to score enough points unless our defense completely shuts down. Cal and holds them to seven or less. I don't see how we cover. Um, I'd love to see something like thirty-one to seven. And <laughs> that's sad. God, that's still sad to say. Like, oh, thirty-one to seven would be awesome. It's Cal. It was fucking Marshall though too. But we should be saying like, man, we should win like you know, we should be in the forties, not hoping and praying we get to thirty. But I think it'll be a twenty-four fourteen. Notre Dame wins. Maybe twenty-four seventeen. It, it's going to be way closer than it needs to be. And you know what? That's on us. Go out there and prove me wrong. Because I'm not going to... No more assumptions. I'm Hey, I've said it from the jump. I'm going to be very objective. I'm not wearing shamrock colored glasses all the live long day. I'm going to be very honest about what our team is and what they aren't. 
So, but uh, I'm going on an hour, but that's all I got. <clears throat> we, it's, I expect our defense to be like our defense, straighten some things up a little bit, but I still can't fault them too much. They're on the field way too goddamn much because our offense sucks. So this is all about Tommy Reese burning his bingo board, forgetting the, I have to call this play and that play and, you know, check off box. Just, no. Just be creative. Make it make sense. Call plays that flow into another so you can run this off of that and so on and so forth. Get Merriweather on the field. Give him an opportunity and get Chris Tyree the football more. And let's get a win, finally. So, uh, I got a few minutes here before it actually hits an hour. A uh, couple things, real quick. If you made it this far, thank you so much. I appreciate all my listeners. Thank you. I may or may not be able to watch this game fully live. A lot of stuff happening this weekend. Um... My son's birthday's in the evening, so that that shouldn't really affect my ability to watch the game. But I've got my older boys have a football game at eight a.m. They have a baseball game at twelve, which is an hour and a half, and the game starts at one thirty. Probably gonna miss the beginning. Not to mention my youngest has a baseball tournament in the next town over, which is like a 25-minute drive, and we don't know the times of those games yet. So I'll put a message out on Twitter for all, all you guys that follow me, and I, I might be – I might log off – I might literally log off of Twitter just to avoid – because I, I don't care if I watch the game recorded or live. I want it to feel live, so I don't want updates. I don't want to know score. In fact, if I go out and I haven't watched the game, I won't even wear a piece of Notre Dame attire, maybe some socks. Or underwear. But I don't want shit that people can see and make comments that I don't want to hear about. But um, So we'll see. I'll, I'll let you guys know that. But you guys know where to find me at 5 foot nothing pod. Email me. 5FootNothingPod at Gmail. Give me, give me a rating on iTunes, Spotify. Wherever you guys listen, give me a rating. Give me a review. I, I would love all that shit. And I'm going to keep supporting my boys. Saturdays count. Only so many Saturdays, make them count. We have another chance this Saturday to fucking make it count. That's what it should be. Only so many Saturdays, make them fucking count. But they probably can't put that on a t-shirt. But we need to make this one count. Let's get the win. Irish wear green. Let's try to enjoy it. Please. Please. Go Irish. Beat Bears. Five foot nothing, hundred nothing, out.